You're listening to the podcast, So You Want to Be a Writer, with Valerie Koo and Allison Tate. Valerie is an author, journalist, and national director of the Australian Writers Centre, which is one of the world's leading providers of online and classroom courses for people who want to get published and write with confidence. Alison Tate is a freelance writer, blogger, and author of the best-selling series The Mapmaker Chronicles. She has more than 20 years' professional writing experience. Each week, they explore the world of writing, publishing, and blogging to bring you news and opportunities, advice on how to succeed in the world of writing, interviews with top writers, and much more. With students enrolling from all over the world, you can find out more about the Australian Writers' Centre at writerscentre.com.au. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 195 of So You Want to Be a Writer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Alison Tate in this mini-sode. How are you, Al? Oh, I'm pretty mini, really. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, the full, I'm the full Alison in the mini-sode. How about that? Does that work? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and you? How are you, Valerie? I'm well. I'm going well, and we have um, a great mini-sode coming up for those of you who are new to us. And we notice that there's a bunch of new people who've discovered us by looking at um, the stats on iTunes. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, But every so often we will drop a mini-sode and that is in between our regular programming because we got so much feedback saying that, you know, a week was too long to wait for the next episode. So here we go. In our mini-sodes, we answer listener questions about the world of writing and publishing, but also sometimes have mini-interviews. So we're going to plunge straight into this week's mini-sode and we have some listener questions. So the first one is from Jade and Jade says, firstly, I love the podcast. Oh, thanks, Jade. Um, Secondly, I'm looking for some advice regarding my online platform. I'm an an early slash emerging writer currently working on my first children's book manuscript and have recently started a blog using my full name for the domain name. My blog content mainly focuses on posts aiming at other emerging writers, along with reviews of books I'm currently reading or books I've loved growing up. My conundrum is this. I'd like to get into freelance travel writing as well, and I'm not sure what to do regarding an online platform for this. Do I need to have a travel blog if I wish to be a freelance travel writer? Would an Instagram would Instagram be enough? And if I should have a blog, should I merge this with my blog under my current domain? Or should I create a separate travel blog using another travel related title and roll out that to social media as well? Oh, okay. Wow. Goodness me. And what would you say to all of that, Valerie? I would say that firstly, you definitely do not need a separate blog. If you have a separate Mm -hmm. blog, you are just feeding two beasts. It's just double the amount of work. Do Mm -hmm. not have a separate blog. You say that you want to be a freelance travel writer. Now, you said freelance travel writing as opposed to, say, a travel influencer, like a social Mm -hmm. media influencer. So if you want to be a travel writer, you just need to write good travel stories. And pitch pitch them really well. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. and pitch them and take action. And you do not need to have a blog before you get started. Get started in travel writing. Make sure you've done the travel writing course at the Australian Writers' Centre. So many people have done it and have been published as a result. Mm. So you need to write good travel articles and pitch those travel articles to travel editors, obviously. Mm. Um, They are not, I guarantee you, they are not going to judge you on 
your blog. They are not no. going to be judging you on your Instagram. Hey, that doesn't mean that if you want to mention on your blog that you've traveled to the Maldives or you want to ha- have pictures on Instagram that you've gone to Queensland, that's fine. Go for your life. But your travel editors are not going to be saying, I'm not going to hire this person because they don't have a travel blog. Or I'm not going to hire this person because they don't have Instagram. They're going to judge you on your words. Now, I mentioned earlier that you said travel writing as opposed to being a travel influencer. Now, Mm. being an influencer is, you know, those, um, you do get those Instagrams sometimes of people in far-flung places of the world like Gary Pepper Girl um, or Margaret Chang or whatever. They're also fashion influencers, but they're Mm. usually traveling and – uh, they, but they, they're they not making their money from writing. They're making their money from just taking nice pictures of themselves in exotic locations. Editors <laughs> do not care at all about these people. The people who care about those people are the Hyatt or que- Queensland Tourism yeah. or, um, you know, the hotel in Capri who is sponsoring their trip. And they what they are doing is they're wanting their 100,000 or 1 million or 500,000 followers. So that's a very separate thing. But, mm. yeah, as a travel writer, you do not need any of those things because an editor is judging you on your words. Mm. But but like I said, if you want to put those things on your social media, that's going to be fine and an editor isn't going to care either way because, um, again, they are going to be judging you on your ability to write a great travel story, not your ability to write a great travel blog. There you go. That I think that was succinct. <laughs> I think you I think you've covered that in some serious detail. Excellent. Well done. All right, cool. Let's move on to our next listener question, which is from Daria. And Daria has said, hello, Val and Al. I am struggling at the moment with this small issue. I like to write my first draft on a typewriter. After I am done, I face the fact that I need to type it on my computer, which is very time consuming. Currently, Mm -hmm. I only write short stories, so not such a huge deal now. But I'm afraid to think of what's going to happen when I start working on a novel. I've tried a couple of free websites that can turn a text on the picture into a word file. However, they do tend to make lots of mistakes. Do you have a solution? Do you have any solutions to this? Thanks a lot. Wow. What do you reckon, Al? Well, I have to say, when I first read this question, and I just want to point out too that a lot of these questions have come through our new Facebook group. So um, there actually is a thread in there where if you wanted to leave a question for us in the Facebook group, so you want to be a writer podcast community, um, and I do love the fact that there's such a variety of questions coming in through that Facebook group. So when I first read it in there, the first Mm. thing I thought of, Val, the very first thing, and I know um, quite a few people have shared this with us lately via um, via social media is the quirky writer keyboard. Do you remember that one? I think we talked about it a while ago. Um, But it's a little keyboard that you use with your iPad. So it's a Bluetooth keyboard that you use with your iPad, but it's like a typewriter. It's got the same feel and same look. It's got the keys. It's got the return. It's got all of the stuff that you love about writing on a typewriter. But it 
connects via Bluetooth to your iPad. And so you're actually putting the words directly into a screen, which means, of course, you know, if you're using Evernote or you're using OneNote or you're using any of those programs that can be Scrivener, that can be synced across a whole range of different devices, it means that you're getting the typewriter vibe. And I know that Val loves to bash away love, at a type. Love, 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 love. Um, <laughs> so you get that vibe, right, the, the weight of the keys and the whole thing, the feel that you love about the typewriter, but without having to do that double movement of then having to um, find a way to get your, you know, printed words onto um, a, into a digital file. So it's um, you can find out more about it at quirkywriter.com, which is Q-W-E-R-K-Y writer.com and we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but you can find out a bit more about it then. But it may well be um, what you're looking for. I think. Yeah, maybe. it looks just like a typewriter. Looks like a typewriter. I has love the it. same feel. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure Val could get up a seriously loud bashing yes. sound on a quirky writer. Um so maybe try that. That would be one suge- one suggestion. Yes, I love it. And I can I can completely relate because I like typing with purpose. And so mm. I really love Do that feeling. Yes, very loudly. And um, so, yeah, this is a great option and I really want one myself, um, but I haven't gotten around to buying one and I need to kind of use it as a reward for something. So I need to do something useful because before I can, I'm allowing myself to buy it. But mm. um, the other option is that you just need access to um, a good scanner with OCR. So OCR, which you may have heard of, is optical character recognition. I have used this because we in the office have a really good scanner that, you know, does things. Um, I don't even know what it does. Well, I've previously used this. I haven't really needed it lately. But what it is is um, you might have, say, um, a, a hard copy of a document, exactly what you've got, and you put it into a scanner with OCR which is optical character recognition, and it does not scan it in as a picture. It scans it in um, with this thing called OCR, which means when it comes out as a PDF, you can copy those – you can copy the text out of the PDF like copy and paste, just like Word. I mean, you you can't type into it. No, but, but you, you can, can take them it. off and put yeah. them into another document. Okay. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, some some scanners allow you to type into it, but I've never used this. I've never used that. I've just copied it straight out and put it straight into um, just a, a Word document. Sure, there's going to be kind of little things here and there that are a little bit um, – not quite right. It's not going to be a hundred percent, but I find it's like ninety eight percent. So, mm. yeah, just look for someone you know with OCR scanning and scan all of your stuff in there, or pay for it if you mm. need to. But it's increasingly more and more common. They come very standard with a lot of scanners and photocopiers these days. So you just need to find someone with the OCR scanning. Mm. It's definitely useful. I've used it before. All right, and our final question for this week, which is from Jody. Jody has asked, when querying agents or publishers, is it appropriate or worthwhile mentioning the other works in progress you have going on? I have one manuscript almost ready to begin the submission process and then another one which won't be far behind. Is this something that should be mentioned? They are in the same genre, Jody says, or is it best to keep the focus solely on one at a time? 
That's a great one for you, Al. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it's a great one for me. Um, I would say yes. (laughs) I would mention Mm -hmm. it. I would say here is my fantastic manuscript um, and then somewhere in the fine print. (laughs) Sorry? Maybe in slightly well, different words. Here's my fantastic. <laughs> Here's my fantastic manuscript. By the way, I've got another one as well. Um, yes, I would definitely put that in the fine print somewhere. And it's one of those situations where, like, particularly when you're talking to an agent or publisher, like I often find this comes up in conversation. Once they've read your thing and they've come back and they've asked for your full manuscript, they will ask you, "Are you working on anything else?" Yeah. Because an agent or a publisher is is looking is looking for a writer who can have a career, generally speaking, particularly because if they're going to represent you or they're going to publish you, they generally, they've got to put a lot of work into you at some point to get your book out there. And so they really are looking for authors who um, who are going to be able, that they can invest in and are then going to be able to produce work, you know, into the future. You want, they, they're looking for career authors. So if you can say, here is my sensational, do you like sensational better? Here is my <laughs> sensational manuscript and, yes, I do have another, you know, um, on the way as well. I think that they are likely to, you know, their ears prick up at that because, um, as I said, they are, you know, particularly the way publishing, you know, the speed at which publishing works these days Um well, you know, with the Mapmaker Chronicles, I'm saying you know a lot today. I'm really unhappy with that. I'm sorry. My vocal tick is coming out. Um, mm-hmm. The Mapmaker Chronicles came out, you know, six months apart. So the fact that I was able to say that I had the full manuscript, I had scoped out two more, there was mm-hmm. a second one underway, you know, yep. it shows that I'm serious about uh, the series. Um, but, you know, even if you're not writing a series, you need to show that you've thought beyond the one book that you have um, so yeah. that they are going to put a whole lot of work into getting your one book out there, that there is the, at least the possibility that at some point in the in the near future you're going to have a second book to follow that up. So yeah. I would be mentioning it, yeah. Couldn't have put it better myself. I think that's 100% correct, yeah. So um, good luck with it, Jodie, and let us yeah. know how you go. We'd love to hear. Please, yes. Um, and if you do have a question for us that you'd like us to answer, pop into the Facebook group, search for So You Want to Be a Writer podcast community and ask us in there and we will definitely tackle it in an upcoming episode. In the meantime, this is, brings us to the end of our mini-sode this week. Where do we find you online, Al? You will find me at alisontait.com, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-T-A-I-T.com. You will find me on Twitter at at Altate, A-L-T-A-I-T, and you'll find me on Instagram and Facebook at Alison Tate Writer. Oh, and we should just mention, Val, too, because we did get a query mm. about this, that if you're not on Facebook and you're not in the Facebook group, you can still ask us questions, correct? Oh, yes. 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 And yes, where do we send those questions to? podcast at writerscentre.com.au. Terrific. And where do we find you online, Valerie? You'll find me uh, on Instagram at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, where these days it's lots of pictures of painting and art. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You'll find me on Twitter at Valerie Koo, where I uh, share a lot of useful links about storytelling and content writing. Oh, speaking of content writing... I don't know why I'm mentioning this now. I should have mentioned this a lot earlier. But I was reading a magazine the other day. I can't remember which one. Um, Mm. 
And the this is was content marketing on steroids because you know the regular listeners will know that I have been talking about the fact that one of the things I'm seeing is this huge trend, this huge uptick in popularity of in demand for content. And so many journalists I know are getting these great gigs as content managers or, you know, directors of content at everything from universities to corporations and whatever, as so many more organizations realize the need to be their own publishers and to Mm -hmm. create their own interesting content instead of just putting ads out there. So anyway, flicking through this magazine, this is like the pinnacle of content marketing. Um, And it was an ad for Lexus. And Lexus had a two-page spread in this magazine. It designed to look like an article. Mm-hmm. And there was a pretty car, obviously, on one side and or in somewhere in the ad. But the majority of it was a first-hand account by James Patterson on the first time he drove a Lexus. Seriously? <laughs> so I'm serious. So they've paid, you know, the internationally successful crime thriller writer James Patterson, mm-hmm. uh, who's co-written with one of our presenters, Candace Fox, a couple of books and n- numerous other people around the world, but he's ridiculously successful. And they've paid him to write this piece of content on his experience driving a Lexus. It's, wow. it's content marketing. Out of, that's just a perfect example of content marketing, right? If absolutely. <laughs> anyway, thanks for I sharing that. If you if you skipped if you missed this bit (laughs) because we were talking about where to find ourselves online, then um, sorry, (laughs) should have mentioned it earlier. Anyway, and uh, yeah, do connect with us on Facebook as well. And if you want the show notes, go to soyouwanttobeariter.com.au where any links that we mention are always um, featured in the show notes. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Writer. You'll find the show notes at writercentre.com.au slash podcast or sign up for our awesome and often hilarious weekly newsletter at writerscentre.com.au slash news where you'll find writing resources, giveaways, competitions and much more. 